What up, what up, my guys? Welcome to another show, man. Thursday edition of BetUS NBA show, man. We're here every day, Monday through Friday, breaking guys off with our NBA bets. I'm your host, Jay Money. We have our guy Josh with us, aka Point. We have our guy Chris Farley as well. Chris, how you doing over there, my brother? Is everything cool with you? Yeah, my man. 3-0 yesterday on the show, so that's always good. Up and down week for me overall, but uh, we have a grand slate today of two games. So probably not a lot of picks going to be given out, but we got a few plays, so let's, let's get to it, boys. Yes, sir, man. Got, got a couple of games. We're going to break them down, go through some props, some questions, all that good stuff. Josh, how you doing? It's kind of like a new man, Josh, over here, man. But uh, how we doing over there, Josh? Everything cool with you? I'm good, man. I apologize. I don't know what's wrong with my voice this morning, but uh, I'm going to try and get through this and I'm going to do as little talking as possible. But let's just get straight into it and see what we can do. Hey, we can hear you, my brother. So that's the only that's the yeah, that's the main thing in that way, man. But we do have two games before we get to them, guys. Let's take a look at our best bet record for the season. Uh, pretty sure we're still positive, right? I'm pretty sure, especially coming off a good day yesterday. Oh yeah, oh yes, that's what we want to see. Seven hundred fifty-nine total plays, guys. Three hundred and seventy-eight wins. Three hundred and seventy-one losses and ten pushes. We're seven games over five hundred. Let's go, man. It's time to get this cash, man. Uh, man, let's, let's keep this going for the rest of the season, guys. But let's get over here to our first. First game, game of the day in this one. We have the Milwaukee Bucks laying two and a half points at the house versus the Boston Celtics here catching two and a half on the road. If you would like to go the money line route, you can you can lay minus 140 with the home favorite Milwaukee Bucks here, or you can get back plus 120 with the Boston Celtics if you would like to go with the road underdog in this one. Over and under sitting at 236 and a half in this one, um, Josh. How you liking this, my guy? Uh, are we riding with lucky lefty, uh, uh, lucky in the seas in this one, my brother? What are we doing? Yeah, I, I certainly am. I mean, I, I think that this is should be closer to a pick, especially given that Milwaukee's playing a back-to-back, a three and four against the rested Celtics team. Um, you know, I kind of have this current market as what it would be if both teams were on equal rest. Uh, so for me, it, it doesn't make a ton of sense, the line right now. It makes sense that it's come down. I did grab a plus three last night. I think it probably settles at a plus two most likely. Um, but for me as well, when it comes to Boston, I think they're the team that matches up best with Milwaukee. They can space the floor five out. Um, you know, it puts a lot of pressure on Brook Lopez, who probably won't see as many minutes as he would most nights. Um, you know, that that duo of Tatum and Brown do a pretty good job of attacking him in pick and roll situations as well. So his impact becomes very minimized. Milwaukee's rotation probably needs to change from what it normally is to be able to be at their best and most effective in this matchup. And I'm not sure Budenholzer will do that. I mean, <clears throat> at the end of the day, it's still a regular season game. The Bucks probably have the one seed locked up, in which case, you know, if he does keep things as per normal, I think Boston will take advantage of those lineups uh, and, and mismatches that come with it. So uh, give me the points here with Boston. I think that they're pretty live to win this one outright, obviously. I love them with the rest advantage and I love the setup as well. Uh, I also play the under here as well. I think that this one is a pretty inflated total. I know both meetings so far have gone over this season, um, but this one just has a little bit of a different feel to it. Both defenses executing at a far higher level at this point of the season as well. Boston's emphasis at that end of the floor over the past month has been pretty notable. So for me, I, I'm well below market here, about 231 adjusted. Um, and I think that, you know, we, we should see the best of Boston's defense in this one. And like I said, as much as their sort of five out spacing and three point shooting will be pretty paramount as to whether this stays under, uh, I, I like the fact that they should be able to minimize what the Bucks do, especially in transition and play a lot of half court basketball. 
Yeah, hopefully we get Robert Williams in this one as well. That would help out tremendously with obviously trying to go up against Brook Lopez and Guardianis. I'm right there with you, Josh. Bet Celtics last night plus a three. I think they win this game outright, uh, to be honest. I think this line is a little bit disrespectful, especially the uh, the spot that the Celtics are in. They're coming off a loss. They have a rest advantage. Bucks here coming off a four-game road trip. First game back at the house. They're on a back-to-back. Third game in four nights. Fourth game in six. And also the fifth and seven as well was really has me fading them here. Uh, give me the Celtics in this one. I do think they win this game outright, and I agree with their sentiment on the under as well, Chris. Um, how are you looking at this game, my brother? Obviously, Bucks are top tier, but uh, it's just it's a horrible spot for them here tonight, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I think it would be considered a disrespectful line in some cases, but I mean, at the same time, you know, the Bucks have been the best team in the NBA since the All-Star break. We're talking about number one in net rating, uh, number one in defense, you know, top, top 10 offense, top six offense um, for most of the last two months. So, you know, arguably no team has been more consistent than the Bucs uh, for the past two months. That being said, right, you do have the Celtics coming off that loss. I mean, that was sort of embarrassing, right? I mean, it's not probably a game that they cared about that much, but it's still a loss to a really low-grade team that shouldn't have happened. Uh, spot is, you know, better for the Celtics, but it did seem like the Bucks were kind of having fun last night against the Pacers, just, you know, surged ahead when they had to. And Drew Holiday over 50, you know, Giannis, an absurd line, and his PAR. So, you know, just um, momentum, emotions, everything is high for the Bucks right now. And that it's not a team that I want to play against. If anything, as a, if I was a Celtics backer, I'd be, you know, pretty upset that the Bucks are in this spot because they would probably get an even better line if the Bucs weren't in this, you know, the back-to-back situation because of how well the Bucs have played, right? But I think the line settling down to where it is is pretty good right now. This isn't a Bucks team that I want to bet against. But I guess what I question in this game is how much do both of these teams want to show their cards? I mean, how much effort did, you know, like on paper, right? These are the best two teams in the Eastern Conference. They're, you know, there's a really good chance they can meet later in the playoffs. So it's like, uh, is is one team going to care more than the other? And I, I would say that the team that probably cares more is the Boston Celtics. I mean, the Bucks are three and a half games ahead of them. Uh, they have a fairly, you know, it's they got a, f- a few games ahead that are tough, but it's a fairly easy schedule to end the season. So you got to figure they're not going to fall out of that number one spot. So this is a game where the Bucks could mail it in at some point. Um, I mean, I know it's turning into a big rivalry, but that's what scares me away from it. I do like the first quarter to go over. We see in a lot of these showcase games that there's just a lot of shooting that kind of ease into the game. You know, a lot of three pointers, especially when it's like a marquee game like this. Uh, there's just a lot of overs in those situations, although I expect the game to settle down. So no plays for me, which is a hard game for me not to play because it's obviously going to be an entertaining one to watch. Exactly. Yeah, definitely a great game to watch. I do this see I do see this being a playoff field type of game, and that's why I agree with your underplay um, on that one, Josh. But yeah, I do think the Celtics take this game a little bit more serious. They've talked about they won the one seed, obviously came out with a huge look ahead, right? That's how much they want this game. They didn't even come to play versus the Wizards that obviously hurt their chances for the one seed, but they're still not out of it. If they win this game, um, that's a way to climb up two uh, two games um, uh, in the standings. Um, you only be one and a half games back. You basically have to win out, and then you're going to need the books to probably uh, drop a couple but it starts here if you want the one seed you have to win this game and I believe the Celtics go all out a playoff game seven type of spot for the Celtics here and this is the same spot that they caught the Kings in as well we came on a show we laid the five with the Celtics they had they caught the Kings in this exact same spot coming off of a road trip um they were it was the uh, road home back to back fifth game in seven nights all lit Celtics were laying five and one on the last game of a six game road trip and this one we did have two days off of rest but um I just I've, I'm right there with John I feel like this 
this game should be closer to a pick. This is Bucks getting the respect. They're getting uh, the respect, the respect they deserve. But in this in this uh, travel spot, um, I personally I don't think they should be favored. I like the Bucks. I love Drew Holiday, great two way player. Um, uh, Brook Lopez is playing playing some great defense um this year as well. Giannis, I mean he could he could really be an MVP uh, race if he didn't uh, miss like twenty some games, man. But these guys are ballers, but this is a simple spot where I think they run out of gas here, Josh. Any props on this game that you're looking at? Uh, we know you got the side in total, the Undertaker here, but any props that you like in here? Uh, I'd, I'd be looking at things like Derek White under his points total in this one. <clears throat> you look at how they've played the last sort of two weeks now, a lot more emphasis on getting usage for Jalen Brown, especially in the offensive sets. Uh, Tatum always gets his usage no matter what as well. So guys like... Uh, Smart, like Derek White, both of them, probably the ones who are losing out the most in terms of their usage and their shots. Uh, And as a result, you know, we've seen a pretty noticeable dip, especially Derek White, his point production the last couple of weeks now. So I just keep targeting those two. Expect that usage again for Brown to keep where it has been the last two weeks, which takes the ball out of their hands a little bit. I like it. I like it. Chris, what about you? Any pro- I'll be honest. I don't have many props here. Uh, I just need the Celtics to win this game, Chris. What do you think? You think uh, Drew or Giannis goes off in this game, or do you think Tatum or Jalen Brown on the other side can have a great game uh, for the Celtics in this one? Any prop looks here? Yeah, they certainly could. I mean, it's you know tough with two defenses as good as this. I will say if Boston is highly motivated for this game, which certainly seems like they are, um, I, you know, I would look to take some props based on their defense being uh, so so stifling in the front court, right? When we saw them in the playoffs against the Bucs, I mean, they were absolutely fierce in that area, just not allowing Giannis to get to the rim as easily as he does against, you know, 99% of the rest of the league. Uh, you know, so maybe some unders and points for Giannis or Brooke Lopez. I, I know unders for Giannis is, is you know, terrifying uh, because of what he can do on a game-to-game basis. But um, if this does end up being that playoff-like feel, you know, the Celtics could settle in right back to what they did previously. Uh, and they, and they mm-hmm. did it really well last year in some spots. So um, I would, I would look at that. I wouldn't play any overs in this game either. Although I do like the first quarter to go over maybe a little bit more pace too. the Bucks are their number one pace team in the NBA over the last few weeks since the all-star break. Um, at the same time, you got to figure it's going to get pretty feisty at a certain point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm right there with you in that one. Yeah, we we've seen time and time again they'll come out and have a hot scoring uh, like in the first quarter, maybe even first half. Then the second half will really slow down. Um, in this one, man, we know that that second half versus the Nuggets. I know it was back to back altitude games, but the Bucks were in third game and four nights back to back in that one. I believe they only scored like 40 points in the second half of that game, so they kind of had ran out of gas. I know they're at the house, so it's totally different here. But I would expect things to slow down if the first half goes over. I'd definitely be looking towards the second half under spot in this one. Uh, man, only because the books could really run out of gas in this one, man. So I'm rocking with Celtics plus two and a half. Our guy Josh, you know the Undertaker had to find an under on this on this card, man. He's rocking with Celtics as well, plus the two and a half. Also under two thirty six and a half um, in this one. Let's go two and zero one time for the one time, guys. Uh, we have one more game on the slate, so nice little easy day today, man. We're headed over here to the streets of Denver in this one, guys. Nuggets land five and a half points at the house versus the New Orleans Pelicans in this one. Getting back plus five and a half on the road. It's crazy because this line originally did open up at minus nine trickled down to minus seven now this morning down to five and a half uh if you would like to go to money line route the denver nuggets are laying minus 220 on the money line here is the home favorites or you can get back plus 180 if you would like to go with the uh, way underdog in the new orleans pelicans in this one over and under sitting at 226 and a half in this one chris um you got to play for us in this one let us know what you like i do i really really like this uh immediately when it came out man i wish i got that plus nine that'd be 
That'd be pretty sweet, Jay. Uh, but uh, I'll, I'll take the Pelicans in the first half plus three. Uh, first of all, the Pelicans are just playing really good basketball lately. You know, the, the way that they stifled Golden State in the first half was really, really impressive. The energy that they brought in that game on a back-to-back in the first half, I think they just ran out of it in the second half. And obviously, that game was more about kind of Golden State finding their footing. But with a day in between, a day of rest, another Western Conference rival, this is a Pelicans team that is coming out the gate really strong on defense right from, from the beginning. They're shooting the ball well, sixth in effective field goal percentage over the past two weeks, uh, not letting teams get offensive rebounds at all. And number one defensive rated team in the past two weeks as well. So, you know, Willie Green just has his team playing really hard. And on the other end, now you got Jokic, you know, showing up on the injury report is questionable. Would not be surprised if he sits tonight. It's the first night of a back-to-back. They got to face the Suns tomorrow. I believe they face the Suns two more times before the end of the season. You know, so those are really important games for the Nuggets, obviously, to shore up their number one seed in the Western Conference. And lately, the Nuggets are not starting these games off strong. They usually come alive in the second half. They're uh, 30% against the spread, last 10 first halves, and one for four in their last five. Pelicans, exact opposite, four and one last five, and 70% in their last 10 against the spread. Coming out hot, and, you know, that's obviously the way the Pelicans want to play, right? If they can gain a lead, then they can really strap down on defense and really make life difficult for the opponent. Uh, Just the way that they've been challenging almost every single shot has just been so impressive if you watch them. So I I love them with the points early in this. I'm taking them plus three. I I would like them even on the money line. I think there's a shot that they win this game early. Maybe you can look at like a halftime, full-time Pelicans Nuggets. Don't hate that either. But a plus three, pretty good value here on a first-half team that's been really good lately. Yeah, I like it. And the Nuggets have been coming on strong in the second half as well in the third quarter. Somewhat like the Warriors, when they're down in the first half, they'll come out with a really strong third quarter. But I don't think it happens here. I could see a huge look-ahead spot in this one. I wouldn't be surprised if the Pelicans came out here and cast the trifecta. I wouldn't be a bit surprised if they came out here and won this game as well, um, like by margin. I see a huge look-ahead spot. The Denver Nuggets do not like the Phoenix Suns. They got kicked out of the playoffs last year versus them. So, They have playoff revenge versus this team as well, guys. So um, I'm seeing – and that's why you see Jokic on the injury report. He's probably not going to play in this game. I feel like they really want the game tomorrow somewhat of like a benchmark type of game, right? Two top teams in the West. If we can ball versus them, then they'll give the – if they can ball versus the Suns, then it'll give them a lot of confidence going into the playoffs. Um, It's just not really a good spot for him. And the Nuggets and the Pelicans have actually played them really well as well. The last game, they ended up winning by nine on a minus seven spread. But uh, Jokic went ahead 28 points, 18 rebounds, and 15 uh, assists as well in that game. So that's what they're going to be missing. And I mean, he's not ruled out guys but when the line comes down from minus nine to my to five and a half they're kind of telling you that there's a really good chance that Jokic sits through so now calf soreness um usually some with a calf growing achilles knee things like that when guys get downgraded to questionable you can almost uh it's almost guaranteed that they're gonna sit in this one so he's not ruled out yet josh but i'd be very surprised if we saw Jokic um playing this game seems like they want the game tomorrow a little bit more josh any thoughts on this my brother yeah, the market kind of telling us that he's more likely to sit than play at the moment, which if that's the case, then the numbers right now make perfect sense. Um, I'm at about seven and a half if Jokic is in, at about four and a half if he's out to four. So that's probably where this one goes if he does get ruled out as well. Uh, but ultimately, 
I'm not sure I can trust the Pelicans against elite offenses still. I had them plus eight and a half against Golden State. So, you know, they blew that entirely with a 20-point lead. But what we saw in the second half was still what is the biggest issue, I think, for the Pelicans, which is when they come up against a team who can score as well efficiently and effectively as what the Warriors did last time out, uh, they can't match them. They don't have the same level of offensive punch. They're still very, very stagnant in half-court sets. Uh, and, you know, we've seen time and time again what Denver does at home, especially with uh, what their offense is able to execute. So that's going to be my concern for this one. Uh, I haven't played anything and I probably won't play anything in this one. But for me, if if Jokic does go, then uh, my concern, again, is just going to be whether the Pelicans offense can do enough to keep up with Denver here. Um, ultimately, you know, they do have a magic number. I think it's three at this point to, to seal that one seed. So, you know, this might be an opportunity for them to just pick up an easy win if they want to go down that route instead. But uh, like Jay said, when there's a bigger game on deck tomorrow and you've already got your star player questionable, it, it makes you do wonder a little bit as to how seriously they take this matchup and whether Jokic does see the floor. So an easy pass for me ultimately, uh, but interested to see how this one shakes out in terms of who actually plays. Yeah, no, I don't think it's going to be easy at all, man. I think the Pelicans have everything to play for right now. Um, obviously, they're kind of sort of, I mean, one loss, and you can be really like an 11 seed there as well, man. So, uh, and the Pelicans have actually played really well here. They're 6-2 and two ATS in their last eight meetings in Denver. That's things that you want to look at when playing in, out, in altitude. How have they fared over the past few years? The Pelicans have actually matched up really well versus this team, and we got to admit, man, if Jokic's not in this game, I mean, he's the reigning two-time MVP. I just feel like that offense will be a lot different when you can focus Focusing on Murray, guys like Porter Jr., even Aaron Gordon's production is not the same without Jokic out there. I mean, he's really like the he's the point center for this team. I just feel like they could be a huge loss. I mean, I mean, you talk about MVP, man. He's you take Jokic off the team now. They still have great guys, Bruce Brown, um, uh, Pope as well, KCP. But we know how Jokic moves the ball. He he's getting a triple double down there every night. I just feel like that would be a huge loss there, Chris. Um, any what do you think about um, Nuggets team total under if if um. Jokic does sit in this one because we know the Pelicans are going to bring the defense. Uh, any props or any um, like uh, anything else that you'd like in this game? Yeah, maybe I lean Nuggets team total under, but like Josh said, I mean, this is even without Jokic could still be a really potent offense at home. They could be fast paced, and they haven't been playing. I mean, certainly their defense had about one good month where it showed that okay, we can play better defense, but it's not it's not there anymore, right? So they, I think the way that they beat the Pelicans, the way that they beat most teams is to overwhelm them with offense. Um, certainly, if Jokic is not out there, though, then your your odds are much better in that regard. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I would look for some unders on the Nuggets side, I guess, in general, just you know, for points. You're just going to have to distribute the ball a lot more without Jokic there. Um, and, I mean, on the, on the Pelican side, you know, Brandon Ingram looked really good against the Warriors at first. He kind of tired out, too. C.J. McCollum typically steps up in spots like this. Maybe you'll look at his PAR something like that. Um, you know, this is a Pelicans team. We can't forget, too, right? They're not a full strain. They still got guys like Alvarado on the side. You know, Zion could return by the end of the season. TBD, what that means for the Pelicans. But he he was kind of a force early in the season. They finally had a true number one, and it made a difference. So, you know, this Pelicans team could be pretty feisty, guys, and they could be the team that the Nuggets see in the first round of the playoffs. So maybe that's another reason not to like the Nuggets. Maybe they don't want to show their cards against this team fully either. Man, I think the Pelicans win this game outright. It's just I feel like the Nuggets gonna kind of tank this one away. Um, if they hate the Lakers like like I think they do, they'll help out the Pelicans and hurt the Lakers literally with one game. Josh, any thoughts on the under? Any thoughts on the under here or Nuggets team total under? If Jokic does sit or um, come on, you're the Undertaker, my guy. You you didn't like the under in this game? 
I think uh, I think if he sits, we might get an overreaction from the market. It drops too far down, to be honest, just given what he does offensively, um, where there might still be a good opportunity to buy back the other way. The few games where he has sat, the Nuggets offense does still play at a pretty high level. Obviously, nowhere near as effective, but a little bit quicker paced uh, and still at an above average, you know, in terms of efficiency offensively. So for me, I, I'd probably look that way. I'd see what the market does if he's out. If it drops too many points, I'd be looking to buy back and grab some overs, to be honest, in this game. Yeah, and Jokic, though, in my opinion, is a defensive liability. So if he's out, their defense actually gets a little bit better with Zeke Nagy coming there, uh, likely starting the center. But um, after that, they don't really have a back. I mean, you might see some. I mean, if we see DeAndre Jordan in this game, I'm telling you that right now. Live bet the Pelicans on the money. If you see DeAndre <laughs> Jordan, like even at the um, like at the at the table, stretching. the scorers table, about to stretching. check in. <laughs> oh, yeah, live bet that shit. I'm telling you, that tells me everything you need to know. I don't know when the last time he's gotten the game. Um, I can't wait to watch games. As long as, as long as I see him head to the store, say, okay, cool, let me go. I hope they call a timeout and finna live bet this shit, man. I think the Pelicans win this game um, outright, guys. I could not talk you off the uh, getting the, uh, taking the plus five and a half in this one. Our guy Chris is rocking with the first half. Pelicans plus a three. I like that look as well. If they don't come out hot in the first half, they don't really have a chance to win this game. Pelicans probably come in here and cash a trifecta spot. Uh, let's get over here to some Q&A in this one, guys. We got a good question in our chat from our guy uh, F. Erker in the chat. What do you guys think about Drew Holiday under uh, 29 and a half PRE in this one, Chris? Um, I kind of feel like maybe the points under, but uh, what do you think about this? Do you think that Drew Holiday kind of ran out of gas, kind of put up his, his best effort last night? Yeah, probably, but that's that seems awfully low. Uh, I mean, 29 right. and a half, is that, is that, I guess right. that's typically where it's at. Um, I think that's right. Uh, yeah, I don't know if that's right. Uh, but, you know, maybe look for some unders on Drew, right? I mean, you can't – he's not going to do any better than he did last night, but like 55 points. Um, so maybe he fizzles out. And that's the thing. It's like how much energy do the Bucks have after that output last night? I don't know. I mean, they ran the floor with the Pacers for the entire game. So it, it's got to take a little bit out of them. I, I, I would look at unders on the Bucks in general. Uh, but I don't know if Drew's your guy, especially if Giannis kind of rests a little bit more. Drew usually steps up in those cases. So – I really don't like any props for that game because I think it's a little too unpredictable. Yeah, and I'm with because like the P, when you say PRA, that's tough because he could go for ten assists and get some rebounds. I think the points right. tonight, though, I don't think the points are going to be there um, as a basketball player. When you come off fifty-one like that, they spend a lot of energy. Like I'd love to see that last night, them going off even young, even in thirty-two minutes. I love that because you still expend a ton of energy going off for fifty-one points, man. So I was loving that, and I could see a little bit of a letdown at least scoring-wise. I don't. I would maybe just try to isolate the points because I don't think he goes off in this one, especially with. Guys like uh, Marcus Smart guarding him um, in this one. And he's going to have to expend a lot of energy on a defensive end as well tonight. It's not like last night versus the Pacers. You got to come and lock up in this one, man. So I would look towards maybe just points um, under in this one, Josh. Any thoughts on on um, Drew Holiday points or PRA under? Yeah, I don't think I'd want to bet the PRA under, to be honest. Uh, I think that he needs to be active on the glass as well as as a playmaker. So there's opportunity for him to clear his rebound and assist numbers. And therefore, you know, the points aren't needed as much in order to clear what's a pretty low total for him. So uh, I wouldn't want to play that. I, I do like the approach. If you want to take an unders, the points unders makes a lot more sense. Um, but that being said, he's also been the, the secondary option against Boston. He was the entire playoff series last year. Two meetings this year, he's been pretty effective and efficient as well. So uh, that would probably be the only you know concern there, drawback there, if you will. I, I'd Like I said, uh, I like the Boston side in terms of finding some unders. 
probably look at even some Brook Lopez unders because, like I said, I think there's a potential where if Budenholzer does mix up his rotations, I think Lopez is going to be the one that misses out and has to sit more just because of the fact that they are going to be able to negate what he does defensively. And I'm not sure he brings enough on offense to to take away the fact that, you know, he's going to be targeted in a lot of pick and roll switch action. So that that's probably an angle I'd look at if you wanted uh, unders on the Milwaukee Bucks side more so than Drew Holiday. I, I still think he's going to be the number two player and that usage rate is going to be a little bit higher. Exactly, um, and with and with Chris Middleton coming back in this game as well, that's even less. It's even uh, less shots for Drew Holiday as well in this one, man. But uh, hopefully, two early fouls on Brook Lopez, man, get him out of his rhythm in this one, man. But um, that's all the questions uh, we had in the chat. It's probably not a ton of people watching the show today. Only two games. Um, they they probably, I mean, people probably watching baseball right now and stuff, right? So uh, it's probably not probably not going to have a ton of questions. Say just two games. We are they already got our looks. We gave our looks on the props and uh, everything, sides, totals, everything. Thing, guys. So let's go ahead and get out of here, man. Let's recap our best bets for the show. Uh, we knew just two games today was going to be somewhat of a quick show, but hey, tomorrow, boatload of games, right? We're going to be on here for an hour tomorrow. No, I'll mess with you guys, but Josh, rocking with Celtics, plus a two and a half in L1. Let's go, Lucky Lefty. Uh, also, Celtics Bucks under the 236 in L1. My God, Josh, going a little same game parlay there. Uh, give me the Celtics there, plus a two and a half. And also, like Chris's look as well, Pelicans first half, plus a three. I do think the Pelicans win this game outright, man. Maybe maybe the uh, the Nuggets are, are punting this one away, my God. It's like my God, punt over there, man. But let's get this cash today, guys. I'm your host, Jay Money, man. That's our guy, Josh, kind of, sort of, man. I think I think that's the real Josh right there. Hopefully, they didn't replace him with a <laughs> phone or something. Man. That's our guy, Chris, as well, man. We love to do the show for you guys. If you like the show, hit the like button, retweet it, um, all that good stuff, man. You can follow us on Twitter. We will be back tomorrow, Monday through Friday, breaking you guys off with our best NBA bets, man. Uh, let's get some cash tonight. Let's go 2-0, 3-0, one time for the one time. We will be back tomorrow, guys. Have a great day. Have a great night. Let's cash.